0: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Joining us on the Trocare College Live Line, it's former state attorney general, Dennis Vacco, partner with Lippis matthias LLP. We're looking back at some of the big legal stories of 2023 and looking ahead to 2024. Dennis, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Uh, A lot has gone on in the last 12 months. I I want to kind of focus in on one thing in particular. It came up again in conversation last week, and that is the state. Some people might have forgotten that this was this year. It happened so long ago. The state's ban on gas hookups, gas appliances in new builds, uh, basically all new builds, uh, newly built homes, newly built uh, structures, office buildings. The uh, date that that takes effect is different depending on the type of building it is. But there's a big legal challenge that is taking place right now and looks like it will continue into the new year. What do you see uh, ahead for us on this issue that started, you know, almost at the beginning of 2023?
1: Good morning, Brian, and thanks for having me on, and happy holidays uh, to you and all of your listeners. Uh, we, we've talked about this guest stove ban in the Past um, um Um, more uh, likely at the time that it was first enacted uh, as part of the budget making process in New York state, which I think is in and of itself uh, an infirmity with this, with this new law uh, in any event, uh, I'll explain that in a moment, but essentially, as you just pointed out, this, this ban that was enacted goes into effect for all new building construction for residential units that are seven stories or smaller Uh, beginning in 2026, and for all structures larger than seven stories in 2029, uh, this ban is designed to essentially remove uh, gas stoves and and other carbon-producing devices such as furnaces, et cetera, uh, from the residential environment. There are several exceptions in in the law, uh, mostly around commercial usage, restaurant usage, um, and the like. But it, as you pointed out, this ban has now been challenged. In October, a consortium of of home builders, uh, both at the national and state level, uh, and other construction industry uh, plaintiffs actually sued the state of New York in October, uh, uh, alleging that this state ban uh, violates federal law. In 1975, uh, shortly after the uh, oil crisis of 1973. Um, you know, many of you listeners are probably too young to remember long gas lines as a result of the uh, the oil embargo and the oil crisis in the, in the mid 70s. But in the aftermath of that oil crisis in 1975, the federal government passed the Energy Policy and Conservation Act, uh, which was designed to ensure a uniform nationwide policy when it comes to appliances such as stoves and furnaces. Uh, so the lawsuit essentially is claiming that federal law preempts the state law so that the state law can can must yield to echo into effect and must yield to the federal statute. Interestingly, Brian, there was a similar challenge uh, brought uh, in California in the city of Berkeley. So here we have not a state passing a ban, but in California, the city of Berkeley passed a similar ban. And again, that ban was challenged and it went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And, you know, I I don't think that there's many lawyers who will confuse the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with being conservative leaning. Uh, But the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals struck down the ban in Berkeley. So there is precedent out there at the federal court level. So I think that this lawsuit that was brought in October uh, by the National Association of Home Builders and the National Propagant, Gas association and others I think it has some um, some chance for success
0: well this is as we mentioned been going on for several months when do we expect a resolution because some of these things uh, take effect really in just a couple of years
1: yeah I, I think um, I don't I'm not concerned that the the drumbeat of the litigation uh, will will take it into uh, 2026 again. I mean, as as close as it sounds, it's still two years away. Uh, and in the context of this litigation, I fully expect that, that there will be a decision at, at the trial court level, at least and this case, was filed in federal court in Albany. So I do believe that uh, through motion practice And this case is not going to be one that's tried. I mean, this is essentially a case that will be decided on, on motion practice. I fully anticipate a decision at the trial court level in early to mid 2024
0: when we're doing this dennis of course you have to mention the uh, big ruling just recently here when it comes to the 2024 election with the colorado state supreme court ruling that former president trump cannot appear on the ballot this of course will be appealed uh, i'm sure the supreme court will be ruling in on this what did you make uh, how surprised were you of the ruling in Colorado? And how do you see this playing out in the new year? Is it as simple as the Supreme Court says no and then it's back to everything? Or is there some precedent set here?
1: Well, so I I wasn't surprised by this decision. Uh, As we've discussed in the past, uh, Donald Trump has been indicted four times um, in various jurisdictions, uh, two state indictments and two federal indictments. Uh, So this is In my my estimation, not at all surprising, given the environment uh, that we have seen unfold uh, legally against Donald Trump in in 2023. Uh, This decision is perplexing. Uh, Unfortunately, it is a split decision. It's four to three. So you've seen a lot of commentary now about the four judges that are all appointees of a Democratic governor. Um, you would think that a decision that it has such deep-rooted consequences as denying a presidential candidate access to the ballot, that a decision like that would be unanimous or n- nearly unanimous. So the fact that it's, it's a split uh, decision, a four-to-three decision, um, it undermines its credibility from, from the outset, but four-to-three still makes it the law of the state of Colorado uh, the problem here, Brian, is that you have a Colorado court, <clears throat> excuse me, a Colorado court, even the Supreme Court of Colorado, the highest court in the state of Colorado, interpreting the federal Constitution, uh, and this whole controversy surrounds uh, the the Fourteenth Amendment and Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, that talks about uh, somebody who is involved in an insurrection or inciting an insurrection should be disqualified from office. Um, I believe that there's several reasons why the Supreme Court will take this this case up and given the composition of the Supreme Court uh, and given the the, the the language of the Constitution uh, and, and the fact that the word insurrection as used in the 14th Amendment has never, ever been judicially defined. Uh, I fully anticipate that the Supreme Court will quickly take this case up and I anticipate that this case Will be overturned, which will put to rest the the s- similar challenges in other states around the nation.
0: Does it put to rest, though, uh, a court trying to or uh, appearing to try to make an imprint, make their mark, uh, whether it be a state supreme court or somewhere else, on an election cycle or on a big issue like this?
1: Well, it, the, and the Colorado court has already done that, um, and the the danger of this decision. Um, for Trump is that other states now will point to the Colorado precedent as a a legal reason to do the same thing in other states. Uh, That's why I think the Supreme Court will will rapidly uh, take up this 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 question. And most likely, in my in my view, I think that the Supreme Court will not uphold this decision. Uh, Your point is well made that that there still will be a talking point Uh, But from the perspective of access to the ballot, which at the end of the day, this is all about because Colorado's decision uh, has decided, has determined that Trump should not be allowed on the primary ballot. And that's an interesting point. They didn't rule that he couldn't be on the ballot in November of 2024. They just said that he can't be on the primary ballot for the Republican primary in the state of Colorado. So it will continue to be a talking point. But I think. That the Supreme Court needs to take up this this case. And in my again, in my view, uh, without sounding partisan here, I just you know my view based upon my interpretation of the Constitution, the Fourteenth Amendment, and the weakness of this decision, that it will be overturned.
0: Well, Dennis, thanks so much for the time this morning. Really do appreciate it. Dennis Vanco, former sure. state attorney general with Lipis Mathias, LLP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.